Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Alec Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the show. This is Seth Green, your host. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Douglas Hall from GenieCast. Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Uh, let's go back in time a little bit before, I know you didn't always start out as the genie guru. Uh, let's go back in time. Where did you grow up? I actually was born and raised in Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. And what was your childhood like? What'd your parents do? Um, I was thinking of Steve Martin. Like, I was born a small black guy. <laughs> I, uh, um, I actually, uh, my, my father was, a, believe it or not, a library mover, which is an interesting- uh, a library mover? Yeah, and my, my mother was a librarian. I didn't know they had special movers. Well, sometimes they got to put their books in places, and it takes a guy that can do the Dewey Decimal System and lift heavy objects. That is awesome. Uh, special awesome. skill set. Love uh, the Dewey Decimal System, baby. Hey, it, it, it put food on our table. That's uh, all that matters. It couldn't help me find a damn book, but it definitely put food on the table. Uh, my mother was a Sorry, mom, home. if you're watching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so my mother would stay at home and then became a nurse later on. And, um, you know, I was your typical Long Island kid. Uh, much thicker accent, whole lot of attitude, and um, somehow managed to decide to go to college in St. Louis, where um, I ended up spending the uh, second half of my life, and um, that's why I now sound a little bit more Midwestern than East Coast. And so you spent the second half of your life in St. So far in St. Louis, you didn't spend the second half of your life in college in St. Louis. No, no, I got. I, they certainly wouldn't have. We're on like the thirty-year plan. <laughs> They barely let me stay the first semester, much less the rest of my life. But yeah, no, I, uh, I moved out here to go to uh, Webster University. And, um, and then actually, uh, during my, uh, I think my senior year, I started managing a, a nightclub here in town, working actually to start managing. I started working in the door and then became the manager. And then by the time I got to graduation, all my friends were moving back in their parents' basement. And I was you know 22 years old and running the nightclub and doing way better than I should have at that point. I'm like, I think I'm just going to stay here. And so my career trajectory um, went from that point forward. And that's why I still remain here. That know? is awesome. And then how did you, how did, how did you get started? How'd you get to Genie Cast? Great question. So um, through my um, process of, of coming up through, um, you know, I, that nightclub life turned me into a promoter, a, you know, guerrilla marketer, street kind of guy. And, um, but most importantly, a talent buyer. And um, I then, uh, 
just by happenstance ran into somebody I had had the fortune to work with a couple of times on the street. And he was starting a new entertainment division at a, um, a pretty established talent agency here in town that uh, up until that point did actors and models. And uh, he had asked me if I wanted to come on board as an agent. Well, two, three years later, I had his job and then, um, you know, ended up running that company and that division and that company for um, the better part of eight years. And one of my clients, several of my clients, uh, two, two or three companies that were clients of mine were owned by the CEO that was starting uh, GenieCast. So conversations, I guess, were happening in their camp of who would be good to run our content division, who knows talent, who knows business. And somehow I had convinced them to some degree that that, you know, that, that might have been me. Uh, uh, and uh, so they came to me uh, kind of quietly and said, hey, sign this NDA, look at this video, and you want to be a part of something like this? And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And, and that's, that's how it happened. That is obviously the short version, longer version, I'm sure. If it hasn't, should fill a book. Yeah, I mean, at least fills a few cocktails while we're talking. So. Right, 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 right. I, all I have is alkaline water. I don't have a cocktail. It um, just looks like coffee. Right, I'm sure. It's Irish cream in there. Beautiful, beautiful. Sure. All right, so GenieCast, live interactive two-way video cast with experts and speakers. How did that come about? What is your role there? Let's talk a little. I mean, it's a really cool platform. Let's go. Sure. Um, my, uh, it came about, it's an interesting story, again, back to our founder, um, Keith Alper, our CEO, was, um, his, one of his companies was producing a fairly large event um, several years ago. I, I, you'd have to Wikipedia the, uh, the event because it, basically what had happened was they were producing a speaker event and Julian Assange was one of their experts and happened to go under house arrest that week. And oh my I, goodness. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, from what I imagine, there wasn't a lot of flexibility on the client side. So they're like, okay, we still got to get them there. How do we do this? And at that point, you know, technology wasn't where it is today where you and you can send me a link and suddenly we're talking. It was a little bit more complicated. It's amazing how quickly that scales. But, um, they, you know, it's almost like a, you know, something straight out of an episode of 24. You've got like a white van parked in front of an embassy with a satellite on top of it, project beaming him in for his. <laughs> That's and awesome. So, so it happened and it was like the buzz of the event. So I think that's where the light bulb went off and, and several of the principal, uh, principals involved with this organization moving forward, including our president, uh, they were all part of this kind of uh, eureka moment and this event. And so that started the conversation of how do we create something that, um, you know, a scalable product that takes advantage of this ease of access and this growing technology and that can connect people with speakers. Interestingly enough, I think in its earliest stages, it was really, um, you know, focused on is how do we get speakers to people um, while overcoming the, um, the you know, financial and geographical uh, restrictions that might apply in those in in you know a lot of you know areas and 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 what happened was and this is I can actually tie both of your questions together. Once I was brought on to to run there, I was brought on to be their SVP of content originally, and uh, at that point it was really you know go out get us our experts, get us our speakers, bring people on who you know who want to augment their income and find other ways to get that. And so through these conversations, and it's interesting, again, the NDA thing comes up, you know, we were, we were completely beta, beyond beta, like we were 
underground. Nobody knew what we were doing, wanted to build this thing and create this platform. So I, I joked my early days, I was like a Nigerian scammer because I was like, you know, I'd be, the speakers already, they're getting hit left and right with new ideas and platforms and ways to exploit their followings and whatnot. So when they hear from somebody going, I can't tell you what I'm doing, right. but I need you to sign this NDA. Uh, but remarkably pre-launch, we were able to get 500 of them to buy in. And um, it, but to that, what we learned in these communications and hearing from them and then talking to their clients and so on and so forth was that it really wasn't about, okay, I want a $10,000 speaker for $1,000 and I'm going to beam them into my event. In fact, we found out that most buyers weren't interested. If they want you in the flesh, they want you in the flesh. They're not at that point yet. But right. what we find out was there was all this blue ocean space, boardrooms, uh, breakouts. Mm -hmm. you never think to fly these experts in too. And that was, again, another eureka moment for us wasn't as big a huge pivot, but it was definitely how we started to uh, develop our offering. And so from there, I, um, I then took on production and, and because I'm a glutton for punishment, I am now um, also the EVP of sales, uh, production, and content. Um, and uh, that's where we are today with our launch of GenieCast this past July and our success uh, barreling forward. Well, congratulations. Um, that is absolutely awesome. How are you attracting speakers? And then how are you attracting the people who want to hire them? And how are you getting that message out there? Because I mean, you can sort by topic on your site, you can sort by dollar value, you know, I only want to spend a 1000 or I want to spend 10 grand. Um, how, are, how are you attracting both those target markets? Uh, That's a great question. And in a lot of different ways. And um, and depending on when these, these methods have changed. So in those early days, it was definitely a lot of direct, um, you know, reaching out to a, a large audience, you know, trying to capture with email with, um, you know, I brought in two people, we, you know, to just directly reach out via LinkedIn uh, websites. But, you know, we were very uh, careful not to just mass blast everybody in databases because we wanted to have some sort of quality control when it came to getting our, our content producers, which is our genes, you know, developing this platform business. It's really those two sides and, and creating a, an environment where they can connect. So to so the genies, it started with like, let's get that mass number, but it, um, it now has kind of scaled back, you know, we're, we're well into the four figures of genies and, um, you know, really trying to work with them to develop programs to offer rather than just keep adding and oversaturating the content pool. Um, so that method now is really more of referral based and, and, and need based. So if somebody, if we have clients that come in and want something that is not already there, say they, they want prospecting, but they need prospecting in a specific space or specific industry. We will go out, we'll have, I have people that will do the R and D and reach out to someone and say, we're looking for this. Are you interested? And then we have an onboarding process on the other side. And that's where it gets even more interesting. You know, um, we, it, we have, we, we definitely built, um, you know, we're focused on our brand. We really wanted to make sure that we put things out there that showed who, who we were and everything and capturing clients. But we are also learned, given this is a new market, a new medium, and um, really a new industry that we're shaping and designing, uh, that early adopters are very unique to the, the, the masses. So we went into a more of a direct sales system. And uh, that is obviously supported by our marketing. We want to make sure there's an awareness campaign constantly going on. You know how it is today. If you see something, you're going to Google it. You're going to check somebody's Facebook page. You don't just answer the phone and we don't just call, cold call anybody. But um, we look at specific personas. We take the types of casts that have gotten booked. And then we say, okay, how does this work for someone? So really identifying our target 
which are, we're a business to business model. So for us, it's a lot of companies that are scaling and growing and that can use um, that expert help. The same type of person that may buy a speaker, but in essence, somebody that could really use, um, they need a solution and the process of going through and learning those that to get to that solution is gonna be more costly than having somebody could beam in for an hour and talk to their team, et cetera, et cetera. So we really go into a, um, a need solution-based focused selling pattern where we look to help people. Uh, and that's not some BS line. Like we really look for people who can use this and find value in it because those are the types of people that we know will continue to buy and will also continue to spread the, the good news. Have you heard the good news of GenieCast? Um, outside of knocking on doors on horrible holiday mornings, we're basically spreading the good news one happy client at a time. That is awesome. So are you then, is your rev model, is it bait like uh, your virtual speakers bureau, like you're taking a commission off the purchase? Uh, so XYZ hires, I'm on GenieCast, XYZ hires me to do an hour or uh, two hour training session on direct response marketing on social media and they pay me 10 grand and you guys getting a cut of that? Is that the rev model? Yeah, it's, <laughs> no. Um, and, and, but in, there's, a part, uh, there's an element of that, yes, but I look at it more like a production deal. So what we do is we bundle everything with the largest line item being our genie or the speaker per se. I try to avoid the speaker line because I always make the joke if I wanted a professional speaker, I'd go to Best Buy. We're really focused on, we're really focused on engagement um, and, and just conversations like this. So that's why we call them our genies, the magic deliverers. There are professional speakers and there's experts and everything else, but for us, they're the biggest, they're, they're, they're the content, they're the largest line item. But on top of that, uh, we produce every call. So when I say we produce every call, uh, it's not just, okay, you're booked, here's your links, figure it out. There is actually live support. There's somebody, we do gear checks. Somebody is, is you know, we have a whole team, a little tower that, you know, so that's, a, that's now a cost that we put in there. So we layer this, this bundled package with all of our, our costs. And then of course we marginalize it on top. So, um, you know, the number one speaker question is, all right, what's your percentage? Well, it's never just a flat percentage. I mean, obviously if I have hard costs and you only want to charge $200, my percentage is going to be a lot higher. If my hard costs are $200 on top of $200, there's a hundred percent right there. Right, 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 right. So, so we don't marginalize it that way, but the way we look at it is, is we provide the service and it's, it's very much a marketplace with a retail markup like you would if you were going to buy a product anywhere else. In this case, the product is a solution delivered by um, a brand and a uh, company and that is the gene. All right, that is awesome. How does one go about um, using your service? Where is the best place for them to go? And then for a lot of our listeners, our speaker, author, thought leaders, how do they submit to be a genie on GenieCast? Great question. So then the number one thing is if anybody wants to uh, book a GenieCast, they can just go to GenieCast.com. That is our entire marketplace. That is where all of our genies and the programs that they offer are listed um, and they can search by need or by, by expert. So uh, a lot of times it's, you know, they go in there and they go, I'm looking for leadership help or I'm looking for sales help. And then boop, there's all the people and the programs and what they cost. It's all right there. Um, the other thing is, is though a buyer can always just contact us via the site, call us directly. We still treat this like a pipeline service, even though it is a platform model. So unlike your Amazons where it's like, the, I don't think there's even people there. It's just drones flying around all day long. Um, in our world, there is still a salesperson and, and an account manager that'll pick up the phone and go, what, 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 what does she need? And let me see if I can find somebody to build it for you. And that's the beauty of almost like how the speaker's market's built, where you can go to somebody and say, let's tailor this program for the client. Um, as far as becoming a genie, 
it's it's not complicated, although there is some some vetting that we do. Should, yeah, there should. You're putting yeah, your there, neck on the line. Absolutely, and, and for us, it's it's you know it's a quality control thing. We're not just it's it's not a totally open platform where anybody can put anything up. And interestingly enough, as a side note, you know a lot of speakers look at it as they compare the model to okay. Everybody looks at it from my $10,000 fee or my $20,000 fee down to here. Actually, in reality, what we've learned is people look at it as, and no offense, here's all these podcasts out of there, out here. Here's all these YouTube videos, and now you want me to pay for this. So we work, we work up and set it down with our speakers. And in that case, it's really about premium content that is tailored and that is specific to that audience. So in that, we um, genies can go to our site. They fill out a form. They put in a, uh, a sample program. And so that we can review how they really see themselves selling, selling and what they would offer. If it's just, here's my keynote, this is all I'm going to do there, just stick to your keynote. It's not the, we're not just repurposing your keynote. Uh, but if they really get into and say, this is what I want to do, uh, then one of my content specialists reaches out, lets them know their thoughts, and then begins the onboarding process, which is also um, very customer service focused. Helping them design programs, we let them price them however they are, but we'll give them best practices, et cetera, et cetera. Get them into the internet to meet other genies, learn how to do it, create the community, and go from there. Uh, so it's really, um, it's just a matter, it's, it's a, we're not matchmaker.com as far as it's concerned, but we really do wanna make sure every time we do this, we're, we're creating the perfect match. So it's, there's a lot of betting on both sides. That is awesome. What are, how do you get so much done in a day? What are some of your productivity secrets, apps, software program, hacks? What do you, how do you pull it all off? I'm heavily medicated. Uh, no, I, I knew it wasn't coffee. Yeah, no, it's uh, so actually it's a bulletproof coffee. It's, it's, it's definitely a personal hack. Dave Asprey. Uh, my, yeah, my wife is hooked on bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely a life hack for me. Uh, as far as the company's concerned, you know, with what we do, we're, we're, we're we're running a company, it's a startup, so you're building the ship as you sail it. So a lot of people here are doing double duty because they're doing the job, they're documenting the job, they're, they're creating the system, and then we're testing and going back and making things good. So a lot of it is communication. Uh, we use apps like Slack, which is a great way to communicate directly. We're very conscious of people's time, uh, but we also very focused on making sure our departments aren't siloed, and that is huge. So there is a lot of, um, it's all about systems. And so everything is in place for whom handles what or who handles what um, and to whom things are going to be sent. And, and there's a constant uh, focus on, on showing, improving, and, and correcting every step. So we're, it, I, I come back to communication. It's really about the team working together as best as we can to get as much as we can done in a day and to support one another in ways that, um, that work and to be transparent enough to say, look, I can't make your meeting, I'm under the gun, can you support me here or there? And so that comes really down to culture. And we have a culture that's conducive with productivity and without burnout. And so I feel that if you have people that love what they do and feel comfortable doing what they do, they can get more done in eight hours than somebody who you've tempted with a beer pong uh, tournament in 16. So we really just try to create the right environment to get the most out of our employees and make them feel value in what they do. And when you do that, a lot more gets done and your customers and your partners appreciate it even more. Awesome, uh, fantastic story, amazing service, awesome interview. Uh, Seth Green here with Douglas Hall from GenieCast.com. Uh, Doug, anything else you wanna share before we take off, before we wrap no, this up? I think it was great. I just appreciate you giving me the time. Anybody needs anything, I'm always available. Uh, just hit us GenieCast.com, would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs 
all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the 500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>